portal or threshold we are crossing it on patron saints, cybernetics, and the time spirals of Saturn. Across through. There is a Catholic sacrament called confirmation where you become an adult in the eyes of the church, where the Holy Spirit enters you. In the Bible, Jesus is dead and the apostles are somewhere congregating when the Holy Spirit descends upon them out of nowhere and these holy ghost flames sit on their heads like little hats and they all start speaking in tongues and shit. And I guess after that they're ready to disperse across the lands of the earth preaching the gospel. Since Easter's come and gone, I likewise came across an essay about Mary Magdalene and how she too was an apostle. It timed well with this story of Catholic Philadelphia documentary I'm in the middle of. The doc heads right to the topic of the nativist riots from settler assholes who were pissed immigrant Catholics wanted to read their own version of the Bible in public school instead of the Protestant version. On Twitter I wrote, all the history that casually mentions cholera and yellow fever outbreaks and shit. Epidemics are very regular. For my confirmation, my mother had urged me to choose the then-blessed, now Saint Kateri Tekakwitha, Kateri Tekakwitha, an Algonquin Mohawk woman whose parents died of smallpox and who herself was marred for life by it. In my Catholic school, Maternity BVM, that's the Blessed Virgin Mary, we received confirmation in fifth grade which honestly is too young for second and third generation and fourth Irish, Italian, Polish, and so on kids growing up in northeast Philly. I went to school in my grandmom's parish, but I actually lived next to Cardinal Doherty and St. Helena's. Picking a patron saint was akin to a whimsical responsibility, with most of my peers choosing saints based on how much they liked their names. Lots of archangel saints, Teresa, Anthony, Michael, Blaise, Francis... My mom wanted me to pick St. Kateri because she was native. For a while now, I've been sensing out a path to asking my mom how she thought of herself and her relationships in terms of race and class, and what she thought growing up with parents who were children in the Great Depression, who assimilated, were volatile and loving and dysfunctional. My nana, who threw the second oldest of eight out of the house for dating black men, I made a watercolor painting, tried college but didn't like it, stoner of my mother. My mom had me in 83. An aspect of my childhood was that my mom always sought out stories for me of Native peoples, American Indians from the library, or shared her interest and knowledge of them walking around Penny Pack and the other places with Lenape names. We went to powwows held in the parks. For some reason she was drawn to study and know of American Indians. I do not have a clear understanding of why. One time on social I saw someone make a righteous comment about white women of a certain generation who thought of themselves as reincarnated Indian princesses. I let out a very slow, long exhale. Anyway, I've been praying to St. Kateri for guidance and asking her about what of her story might be hidden from what's told today. On a shelf just above eye level, I hold my hands together in a gesture many millions have repeated before me and talk to her rosary, given to me by my nana from her New York shrine. I think about how time is a spiral. Spiraling.
There is this stranglehold of civilization on the popular imagination. How in medieval Europe the people were backwards, ill-informed, stupid, purposefully unclean. While the people suffered, the barons, kings, bankers, and priests fought wars over land, on that very land. In the time period of Robin Hood, King Richard is away on the Third Crusade. The Third! <laughs> when King Richard's daddy took power in England, he basically had to lay siege to all the barons to get them under his thumb and stop them wreaking havoc on the peasants, burning crops, destroying homes, torturing and raping the people on the very land they hoped to conquer. Shit is fucked up. Conquest is about petty revenge from a misguided purpose. Nothing is sacred, everything a target of attack. This is what we're dealing with generationally, okay? The after effects of surviving through conquest and continuing to witness and endure it in our own lifetimes. If you are a witness, you may have a responsibility to those you witness. Assimilation is deciding to forget. Whether it's by choice or circumstance or not is dependent on your broader situation. The April forecast episode of the Astrology Podcast went dutifully in-depth on a broader astrological event currently enveloping us, the Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto conjunction of 2020. Around the turn of the years from 2019 into 2020, all the popular queer astrologers were making mention of how this year was going to be really tough. It has some of the hardest astral weather they've seen, and it is all year long. If you want to experience a tingle on your neck hairs, try watching the March episode of the Astrology Podcast, where our unwitting pre-pandemic astrologers drop all kinds of deeply foreshadowing insights about what the astral weather could possibly entail. In short, we are living through a dense onslaught gauntlet of incredibly intense era-defining planetary transits. I can't credibly speak to the details, but here is a long read about the COVID-19 pandemic and the Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto conjunction, if you are interested. If you want to look outside, you can indeed get up in the late tail of the night sometime around 4 a.m. if you are in EST and see a slight arc of Mars, Saturn, and Jupiter low in the sky stable in their steadfast glow and following the waning moon. If you have decent binoculars, try seeing if you can spot the nebulous lesser cast of Jupiter's largest four moons or Saturn's rings. You can see their reflected sunlight and think about the shape of time spiraling and folding in on itself. I suppose it's worth mentioning that I started a Discord server that you're all invited to. It's a chat room complex, and mine is a holodeck resort. Write me if you'd like an invite. It's very relaxed there. I bring up Discord to mention that my friend Elle dropped a link in our desert cafe one morning to Alice Sparkly Cat's essay, Het Jacking, which led me to reading the I Ching, uh, reading the I Ching through Yaoi, and finally to this sumptuous devotional and entomology of Saturn. Quote, the original perfection of Saturn's golden age was used to reveal the degeneracy associated with political and cultural fabrications of the Romans. 
while the USA and Germany both use the concept of degeneracy associated with the Saturnian agrarian ideal to invoke fears around racial mixing, both nations pursued the state of original perfection as an achievable utopia and not as a merely symbolic tool more useful within poetic and political manifestos than, rather than economic planning. Quote. I found myself wrinkling my nose to the passing association of contemporary Saturnia emerging as Marxist revolution elsewhere in the article, with Russell Means' For America to Live, Europe Must Die speech forever simmering in my nervous system, memory recall. But the essay moves quickly past that point and into late capitalist meditations on Saturn and revolution. Quote, late capitalism, by way of name, is the end of capitalism due to natural forces. It was a very enjoyable essay. As I read, I listened to this field recording project that Johann Diedrich recently shared and is a part of. It gave me a satisfying feeling of being outside, or at least the similar level of ambient noise of being at a cafe. <sighs> How are you doing? Here, let's take a break. Thanks to Strawberry Privilege for sharing this in Club Bumps the other day. 
Mikachu's feeling romantic, feeling tropical, feeling ill on YouTube. Here's a meme from my mom. Image description, an illustration of a hair rabbit holding a foamy pint of beer and looking at you from one eye. Text in the corner says, a priest, a rabbit, and a minister walk into a bar. The rabbit says, I might be a typo. <laughs> oh. Feedback loops. The other day, Max Fox, whose Lamy nominated translation of Guy Okengim's, pardon my French, his book, The Amphitheater of the Dead, it sits beside my computer. So Max shared this translation of an unfinished essay by Sandra Goble, Trespassing Horizons. It's about cybernetics, a topic that may seem eternal in the canon of futuristic technologies, yet still originates from a time and a place. Quote, in the discussions of aut automation in the 1980s, some of cybernetics' foundational implications began to disappear from view. Awareness of these implications only reemerged once the internet and its extensive virtual reality made them tangible again. Suddenly, people noticed that something was missing in their lives. But what? If we want to avoid simply blaming that lack on the artificially created fetish for technology, or merely staring at the problem the way a rabbit stares at a snake, then we must look for an answer along the path traversed. Quote. And, one of cybernetics means is the attempt to orient current efforts in the direction of a future goal. And he did not want to predict a probable future, but to prepare a desirable future, and maybe to go even further, to make efforts to render that desirable future probable. And while looking at your telescoping effect story, Rashida, Hassan Ozbekan planning director of the System Development Corporation, had a vision of using databases to calculate future situations, and thus of, quote, constructing anticipations by manipulating future situations backwards in order to see which changes must be undertaken to achieve the anticipation. Now I'm back in my feelings about generational entanglements, as Rashida might say and living through time, one day at a time, one day at a time. How's the book? Thank you to Emily Bate who thought to ask me on the progress of all that's left. I haven't been able to write more than 500 words since the start of March. I have no desire to force a sense of productivity but I do find myself chagrined at having been forced into self-isolation after already having gone three months in a state of self-isolation for the purpose of writing this book. Unfortunately, I'm an information addict and the, ad and the calls for action and news reports have been roaring lately, myself caught up in its din until just recently. <sighs> I'm glad to be able to write this much with coherence, but journaling is much, much easier for me than the forging of fiction. If I'm honest, I've also been racked with the quandary of what 
is the aspiration of publishing a book at a time like this? Who will even read it? I've since talked myself into continuing. The trans sci-fi fantasy anthology Meanwhile Elsewhere has been made free to the public in PDF format on Casey Plett's website, along with her book A Safe Girl to Love. My story, Heat Death of Western Human Arrogance, appears in Meanwhile Elsewhere, as well as on YouTube. She turned to me with half-lidded eyes, her mouth turned upward like a cat's face. Her hands rested on the worn, wooden surface beneath her congregation of plants. We needed nothing to see with. Just the full moon's cool blue cast, the slopes and lines of her shoulder and hips and chest, shifting under the distant light, made me feel calm and welcome. I thought about how many seasons would pass before I could be with her again like this. I'm thinking about killing myself, kid. They're going to send us off to Mars and all these plants all over us. Additionally... I have decided to put some work into my plastic bag appreciation Instagram, at surface appreciation, which I invite you all to follow if you so desire. I've queued up a string of daily posts, very mundane, and tagged all the previous posts with categorical tags so you can search for only smiley or only floral type bags, etc. Lastly, I've thought about Venus Saturn Square, the smut zine in progress, and the first issue of which you can buy in my online shop. And yeah, I don't have it in me at all right now to address the editing process for that. My apologies to anyone who's been waiting for a follow-up on that. I will address it when I can. Image description. A screen cap from the manga version of Beastars. An anthropomorphized buck deer, Louie, has his hand on the shoulder of wolf, Lagoshi. They are sitting by a windowsill wearing people clothes. The deer says, Your fetishes are what make you who you are. The wolf looks a little shook. Well, this has been an effort, and I'm glad to have made it. I forewent my usual introductions this letter. I hope you don't mind. I'm having many moments of reevaluation as the days and nights pass. What else can I say? I hope to see you soon. Monk.